welcome to the New Abbey podcast. We are in a series called Loving Your Enemies. This is part one on forgiveness. And before we get started, the question I have for you all is, what is the scariest movie you have ever seen? scared of everything legitimately I think yes I think the scariest movie I've seen is Jurassic Park <laughs> which I did not sleep that night <laughs> like that guy was just on the bathroom <laughs> and got eaten so <laughs> it's as scary as I'm gonna take it any like preview where I see like it's like a child but they're like I'm like nope close my eyes plug my ears <laughs> yeah I don't know what's so scary, but like children just like talking like I'm like. <laughs> I was volunteering once um, and in my previous church in like the children's like church, I don't know. And I was like holding this baby and she's like kind of facing the other way and um, she was like waving. So I was like, oh. And then I turned on, there was no one there. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm really good with kids, so if you just want to. All right, okay. None of this matters. Um, we are still in our Reclaim series. We are still in the book of Luke. Um, and this week we are in Luke chapter 6, starting at verse 27, and it says this. But to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great. You will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Just a light reading in Luke. Um, it's good. I got this, you know, passage. We had kind of said where, who's doing what in the book of Luke. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Then I read it, and I was like, oh, man. I don't know how I feel about it anymore. Um, so as I'm reading this, um, <clears throat> I kind of get to the realization that this um, passage has more to do with forgiveness than anything right? To love your enemy is to forgive. Um, and forgiveness has always felt so complicated to me. Like, what does forgiveness mean? Does it mean, like, forgiveness, like, and reconciliation? Does it mean, like, just is it, like, a thing in your heart? Is it, like, what is it? Um, it's always felt like some real, like, ethereal concept. And um, 
it's always, it's kind of also felt, um, and maybe this is just like me and my um, personal like demons, but it like always felt like a little bit about my ego. Like forgiveness means you're just the bigger, better person. And if you can be the bigger, better person, then you'll be good at forgiveness, you know? So I was like, okay, I'm gonna strive to be a better person than other people. And that will mean I'm, I'm good at forgiveness, right? Like it feels very sort of personal. And um, in reading and studying and thinking, um, I just this, this crazy idea came up that in, in an instant made so much sense that forgiveness is less about being merciful to someone and more about your faithfulness and loyalty to the truth. And by that I mean, as we have been in this Reclaim series, we have been saying what? The story starts in Genesis 1, not Genesis 3. People are good. And if we can believe that about ourselves, then we can believe that about anyone. But then the opposite is probably true too. If we can believe anyone is all evil, we can believe everyone might be all evil. And so our loyalty and faithfulness to the truth that people are good, will cause us to forgive, not in a way where we're just like, whatever, we have no boundaries, but in a way that we are loyal and faithful to this idea that anyone and everyone bears the image of God, and how does that change how we view even our enemies? Even those who mistreat us, even those who talk about us, even those who owe us money, which is very real. <laughs> um, and so I started thinking about there's something like funny about this passage. I feel like going to like a Christian school, like I hear this passage a lot, and, and usually like the example that's brought up is like Hitler. And I'm like, okay, well, no one in this room has ever met Hitler. No one is ever going to meet Hitler. We need some better examples. Um, what does it actually mean for my life, right, as a person who is so removed from that? Um, because what does it do when we're not faithful and loyal to the truth, right? that, that humanity, that that the story starts in Genesis 1, what can that do? And it allows us to have like what I call simple villains, right? It allows us to have these very simple villains in our life. They're not complex, they're not multidimensional, they are simple villains. We've been taught that, right? Like a lot of like our shows, our movies, our cartoons, the villains are just simple, they're just bad. Like there's bad guys and good guys, right? Women are just on somewhere else just being all good. <laughs> but. And so I was like laughing, I was talking to Sammy, and I was like, okay, where, where in my life, like what, who are my like simple villains, right? And there's, there's this one person, right? I'm not gonna say their name, so that's funny. Um, but I had uh, this boyfriend in college. <laughs> um, but so before I discovered some things about myself, I really cared about this person. Um, we were dating for like two years. Um, I like loved him in what I thought was love at the time, which is very real. Um, and he cheated on me with my roommate, um, <laughs> who was also a very good friend of mine, which is why we lived together, right? And so um, it was this like incredibly like painful thing, which. In the end, I'm, you know, kind of grateful for it because that sort of opened up new conversations and these new opportunities for me to sort of explore different relationships. But um, for so long, he just got to be like a simple villain. <clears throat> We're like, oh, blank. I should have given him a fake name for the um, sermon. Jeremy, 
Oh, Jeremy, like he just is the worst. Like he just, for so long, he was just, it was so simple that like he just sucked and was a bad person and was evil. And like, I could always just like put that on him. Like it was just so simple to me. Like you're not a good person. Neither is my roommate. You two are just two bad people who exist in the world and cross my path and bummer for me. And I'm going to just like overcome it. And I'm like, you know, thriving like a phoenix rising from the ashes. Um, <laughs> and... And you just always forever get to suck. And the, the funny thing is, right, is like we went to college together. We have all these like mutual people in our life. And so these, these two people and these two stories and these two names would cross my path. And for so many years, just very quickly, upon hearing any of their names, I'm like, oh, they're bad. Like, oh, they suck. Oh, they're the worst. Oh, him? Oh, you think he has, you know what I mean? Like I just was like, it was so automatic. And finally I realized, I can't do that because if that's true about him, then that can be true about anyone. Like it, it, we say this all the time. Corey says, like when you start to other someone, the only it only ends in violence. Like that train will just keep moving, because upon encountering other people in my life the few more years, I got to put them in the same category with him. Oh, this is just another simple villain. This is just another bad person, and I don't have to encounter any of their story or engage with anything else. And just to be very clear. This forgiveness, this path of loyalty to the truth about who you are, who someone else can be in humanity, does not mean there are not boundaries. This is a very internal process, right? We didn't get back together. I didn't answer his calls. And this is like, this is a very simple example, right? There are obviously like other hurts in the world. <laughs> this is like the example of like my simple villain. Um, but some very real boundaries were drawn up in that relationship. Um, in our interactions and what I accepted uh, moving forward from communication and all of that things. This, this doesn't mean you live boundaryless and people get to walk all over because you, you believe that they can be something in the future. This has to do with what you allow, whether or not you allow yourself to be committed to the loyalty and faithfulness that people are good. That he has a potential for transformation just like everyone else that oppressed people oppressed people. He has been oppressed. I came in the line of that fire. So what does that mean about him, right? What does that mean about how I allow myself to categorize, to think about him? Our interactions stopped, right? There were some real boundaries, oh, but I'm still thinking about it, right? And maybe one day in life, I'll be able to preach a sermon without referencing Black Panther, but today is not that day. <laughs> um, yeah, it's probably never going to happen. But upon the millions of reasons that that movie was incredible, who hasn't seen it? Has anyone not seen it? Sorry, don't be ashamed. It's OK. Uh, it's, hey, hey, this is a, this is a judgment-free zone, everyone. All right? don't, don't boo anyone. Um, so here's, here's a little bit about, about the villain in the film, without giving any spoilers alert, spoiler alerts. Uh, but one of my favorite things about this film is what they did with the villain. Because in a lot of movies, you just have a simple villain. You just have someone, and you don't even know really why, but they just want to destroy like the Earth or whatever, or like the universe. I watch a lot of like comic Marvel movies. So it's like they want to destroy Earth, but like you don't know why. So you're just like, that's the bad person. I hope they get him. And in Black Panther, the villain, his name is Eric Killmonger, and um, they show him from childhood. He's this black boy growing up in Oakland. He sees what's going on in his neighborhood, the oppression on the black community. He, see his, he sees his father get killed. Um, he sees all these things throughout the world, and he knows that there is this place 
where these um, black folks in Wakanda are like thriving and have the resources and, and haven't helped the black community and the rest of the world. And he gets angry enough to try to overthrow that. And so you get to this moment where you're just like, I love him. Like you're watching him and I'm like, I have a deep compassion for this dude. Yes, the boundaries. I really hope they stop him from killing all these people because I don't think that's the way to go. But I like am watching him and I'm like, I believe in his transformation. I see exactly how he got there. Yes, we need to put all the boundaries, like everyone stop him because what he's trying to do is evil, but I know why he's trying to do it. And it was like the weirdest moment sitting in the theater of like, I hope they stop this villain, but then I hope they like really get to the bottom of it. But I hope they give him a chance for transformation, but also they need to stop him. But, and I was like, whoa, <laughs> right? And that is a loyalty and faithfulness to the reality that the story starts in Genesis 1 and not Genesis 3. That a lot of things have happened to a lot of people and they have put that hurt back on the world. And we need boundaries about that and we need accountability for that. But we are called to this way of Jesus that says, beyond what boundaries I put out, beyond what accountability needs to happen to the world, I have a faithfulness that humanity is good and capable of transformation. And that changes the way that we live in a very real way, right? It changes the way that we see people. Like Jeff shared, he's still in this process, right? But there's something about him that is saying, but I want the story to always start in Genesis 1, what that means for me is a long road of like boundaries and accountability and understanding and talking to people and all of these things, but I want to stay faithful to that truth. And at the end of the day, forgiveness is simply that. It's a faithfulness and a loyalty to the truth of who you are, of who God is, and who humanity is. And we have been focusing a lot on New Abbey, on, on reclaiming the idea that we are good right? That we are good, that God loves us. And if we can see the image of God in ourselves, we always say we can see it in anyone. And the opposite is also so very true. That if one person can be exclusively evil, then anyone can be. And that will change and shape the way that we live. It starts so simple, right? Like I use this kind of like silly but real example of, of the guy I dated in college, but I saw that trickle down. Because now I just have an easy out because some people are bad, you know? Like, I just get to be like, well, I let that one thing in, and now I'm like, okay, I can dish it out all day long. I can put them in a category with him. But if I don't have a category for that, if everything gets more complex, it ends with more love, more healing, more transformation, not only for them, for you, right? For us as seeing the world as humanity in that way, it ends with more healing and transformation all around and in the end that is the goal and that is the way of Jesus that Jesus is calling us to is not to stand high and mighty and give our mercy out but to say no fundamentally I believe a truth about every single human being that they are all possible of transformation and good and it's really hard when that hasn't been true in your life and like most things we talk about at New Abbey they're really awesome until they probably get to family, right? <laughs> Everything is hardest when it comes down to your immediate family. We have people um, 
It's, it's easy for me to, it's easier for me to believe this about Eric Killmonger, right? Uh, Michael B. Jordan, than it is to, for me to be, believe about my non-affirming like extended family, right? Because yes, I'm like watching and I'm like, I love it. I get this struggle and this tension and like, oh wow. And then like someone says one thing to me like that they don't like affirm like same-sex marriage. And I'm like, well, you're gonna, you're gonna get, you know what I mean? Like this is not complex, this is simple. Um, right? And we need those boundaries and we need those realities and we need those truths. Um, but again, the ideals are really easy, but when they come down to the people in our real lives who have impacted us the most, it's really kind of hard to balance, right? And for a lot of us, that's family. I don't think anyone who has lived with other human beings in whatever kind of family you had has done that without being hurt in some way. We are all as complex as the Black Panther villain. We are all as complex as the guy I dated in college. We are all co as complex as I am, as the forgiveness that I have needed to receive from the people around me. And so how does that work out in a really practical way? When we are engaging every day with like mothers and fathers and aunts and cousins and brothers and sisters and friends and partners and children who um, are all good and have potential for transformation, but have taken oppression that they have received and put it back on us. That's a lot harder, right, than doing it in movie theater. But the practice becomes real. And what I love that Jeff shared is <laughs> so many times he kept saying like, and this is a journey, and this is a journey, and this is a journey. And we were right in the middle of this reclaim series. And in the middle of, I mean, 14 weeks into, with no idea when it's going to stop. Um, and I, I love this. I, this is just preparing for this sermon and understanding forgiveness not as me being a bigger, better person, but me trying to be as faithful as I can to what I believe is the truth about humanity has changed everything. Because forgiveness used to be like, OK, you forgive, you're done. Right? There's a pressure to be over it. Like, okay, I forgive you. Well, now it's like never gonna. But this, this journey towards faithfulness and loyalty, the truth, oh, well, that's gonna, that's gonna be a while. And as long as I'm moving towards that and am, and am committed to moving towards that, well, that's the whole thing, right? This book of Luke, we keep saying this, is about the journey. They keep talking about Jesus being on the road and on the road and on the road. This is a journey towards somewhere, and this is no different. Forgiveness doesn't happen because one person does something bad to you, you forgive them, you move on, and you wait till the next person does it. It's a journey to constantly reclaiming your faithfulness to the truth that people are good and capable of transformation. With all the appropriate boundaries that you need to lead a healthy and whole life, but we need to keep going down that road of being loyal and faithful to that truth. And that truth tells us that we don't get simple villains. These people have dimension, they have depth, they have their own stories. And what that does for our loyalty to that truth, right? Well, that's the magic. That's the more interesting conversation, right? That's a better story for me than like, just always gotta be the bigger, bigger person. Like, better person. Be the better person. No, what does it look like to be nuanced and in this journey towards staying faithful to that truth? Well, that's that's forever. It's a lifetime. And I'm so okay with that. 
I would much rather be on this lifelong journey to reclaim that truth over and over and over and over and over again and all the things I might learn on the way than to just put a stamp on something and pretend like I'm over it when I am very much not. And that will come up in different ways. Oh, but this journey, this thing for life? Yeah, let's do it. That's going to open up more conversations with God, with my people, with myself, for the rest of my life. I am saying I am committed to wavering and moving and going back and moving forward on this journey towards faithfulness to the truth of what I believe about humanity. And I love um, Barack Obama. That could be the end of the sentence. I love Barack Obama. Um, Yeah, that's a statement. Um, But I love Barack Obama, comma. He has this, um, in an interview, he was saying, you know, they're asking about him about something awful that was happening in the world, and he said, you know, history zigs and zags and makes turns, but ultimately I believe it's moving toward, more towards connection than it is separation. And Martin Luther King Jr., right, said, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. I believe that all this is true, and I have to believe in the truth of that for myself. But sometimes I zig and I zag and I go ways that are not healthy, that do not lead to transformation, and I come back, and it's a journey. And I'm so okay with it being a journey, and that's the one thing um, I wanna get across this morning, is like, yes, we're gonna be doing this thing for a long time, and it's not about pick a person in your head, forgive them right now, when you walk out those doors, it's done. That's so unrealistic, right? But how do we zig and zag and allow ourselves to find our way back to the faithfulness of the truth that humanity is good and capable of transformation? And that's forgiveness, right? And as we do that, people get more depth, more dimension. And we have the opportunity for more health, more healing, and more wholeness. So with that, you're going to get back into your groups and answer this question, who in your life do you want to see as more complex? Not need, because I didn't want to say need, because it's not a need. It's a want, right? We want to be on this journey. So we're going to talk about this question. If this question, you don't like it, talk about something else you thought about during that time, and we'll circle back. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.